hello, and welcome to John Park's workshop. It is me, John Park, here in the delightful clear air of Southern California, uh, and uh, I'm so glad that uh, I'm so glad that you could join me. Um, hello to everyone in the chat. I know we've got people over in uh, YouTube chat. Uh, hey, Charles Burnford and Marios, and uh, some people over in the Discord. Hello, Todd, Mr. Certainly, C. Grover. Uh, I'm sure I've missed some people, but um, thank you for joining me. So uh, we've got a fun show in store for you today. Uh, it's actually not as bad in here as I make it out to be. In fact, uh, look, I can, I can clear this up right away. I'll just uh, get rid of that filter there. Ah, okay, I can breathe again. Uh, so, hey, Jim Hendrickson, welcome. Yeah, so if you're interested in joining in on the chat, we have uh, plenty of people over in Discord. That's, uh, you can go to adafru.it slash Discord and get yourself an instant invitation to join in on the chat. It's a great place to go to chat during the live stream. Uh, in fact, here's what it looks like. Uh, there's the live stream chat going on right now. But you'll notice also uh, when you go there that there are a whole bunch of different channels uh, this is a live broadcast channel, but you can head to channels like Help with Circuit Python, Pet Photos, Help with Arduino, Help with 3D Printing, uh, General Discussion about Tiny USB, Show and Tell, all kinds of good stuff there. So head on over to Discord. I encourage you to. Uh, all right. Well, let's see. What do I want to talk about? First of all, I'll mention our jobs board. We have a free jobs board at jobs.adafruit.com. Uh, and if you head there, let me... Uh, let me fix my, whoops, I've got the wrong, which browser window are you? There we go. Yeah, so here on the jobs board, this uh, is a position I clicked on that is a, a new one as of last week. And this is someone looking for help uh, building something. This is a uh, wiring schematic needed by the American Speaker Company. And uh, they're in Arizona, Arizona, Arizona says they've got a project in need of help from a circuit design standpoint uh, for doing a type of Bluetooth speaker. So uh, if you're logged in, I'm actually not logged in on this browser window right now, but if you're logged in, head there uh, and you can uh, try to apply for that job for free if it's of interest to you. You can post jobs for free if you're looking for work. You can uh, post your resume up there so other people find it if they're looking for a particular skill set. Uh, so that's a, that's a cool looking one. Very interesting. Uh, so that's our jobs board. And uh, I say go check it out, won't you? Uh, let's see. What else have we got? Um, I wanted to mention that we actually have some pretty good deals going on for free stuff. Uh, if you had, I know everyone likes free stuff, right? If you head over to the Adafruit store and fill up your cart with good stuff, there are free items that you can get depending on uh, different break-even points or, or break points. What's the word there? Uh, if you spend $99 or more, you get a free Permaproto half-size breadboard. If you spend, this one's cool, this is a new one. If you spend um, $149 or more in the store, there are 15 different Stemma QT boards, and you will get one of those uh, per order of $149 or more free. It's a random one of those 15, but you won't get two twice. You'll get, uh, you'll get different ones all through all 15, uh, which is a, a pretty cool promotion. And then uh, at $200, you get free ground shipping, UPS, and over $299, you get a free Circuit Playground Express. So those are some of the offers going on over on the Adafruit store. So uh, go get some good stuff, eh? 
let's see, what else? Lars has fallen asleep. Lars, 51 days. Ah, oh, we'll get to that. Yeah, there's our friend Lars right there. Hello, Lars. Lars isn't so terrifying, is he? He kind of is. All right. Uh, let's see. I, uh, next, oh, hey, did you know that I've had my second week now of my new show, which is called JP's Product Pick of the Week. Uh, here is the uh, thumbnail that I'm having a lot of fun with, these insane thumbnails. Uh, and there you can see the product pick of the week this week was this 1.3-inch OLED. Uh, it's a Stemma OLED, Stemma QT OLED, plugs into Stemma stuff. Uh, and here's a little uh, one-minute um, select that I pulled from the show. Yeah, there it is. All right, so this is our product pick of the week. This is the 1.3-inch monochrome OLED display in the Stemma QT form factor. Okay, so there it is. It's booted up, and you can see we've got this delightful uh, display here. Nice, crisp monochrome. This is a uh, 128 by 64 pixel display. I've got these knobs hooked up here for the X position and Y position of my text, and I'm just uh, thrilled with how buttery smooth that looks. That's what makes this 1.3-inch OLED my product pick of the week. All right, uh, sorry about that, sorry about that volume level. Trying to keep it going. Uh, yeah, so that's a um, very cool uh, Stemma QT board and allows you to hook up a bunch of stuff, uh, a bunch of different sensors on your microcontroller and yet still have a cute little display. Uh, so that's my product pick of the week. Go, go get yourself one. Uh, all right, so let's see, what else? Um, <laughs> Mr. Certainly says I look very excited during that YouTube thumbnail. Yes, indeed. Yeah, you know, partly it's a spoof of uh, zany YouTube thumbnails, partly it's just dang fun to make those, so um, we'll see where those go. Uh, all right, next up, I've got uh, the Make Code Minute. All right, let's get some stuff set up. Uh, how about a little down shooter here uh, and... What I've got for the Make Code Minute today is I wanted to create some custom little sound effects on the board. And I've actually got three that I've built here. I'm gonna put my microphone close up to that while I play these for you. So here's the left button. Here's the right button. And here's my favorite one, both buttons at once. All right, and so what we get there are some custom sounds that are similar to some of the canned sound effects, except uh, those weren't the ones I wanted. I wanted something else. I wanted some little pew-pew sounds and some robot-y random noises. Uh, so how did I do this? Uh, if we take a look at the Make Code session right here, uh, you'll see that I've got in my startup, I'm calling uh, just a little uh, NeoPixel light up. I light up some, some predetermined pixels there. And then I'm setting some variables here. I've got a maximum value of 3,000 hertz. That's the highest uh, pitch that we'll hear. I've got a minimum of 1,200. And then I have an interval of 80. That's the uh, 
steps in the frequency that I'm going to go between. I'm going to add or subtract 80 from one of those numbers to get to the next one. I've also set a tempo and a volume. So when I press one of these buttons, uh, similar things happen for A and B. For A, what happens is that we repeat three times, setting the tone to our maximum, and then subtracting from it our interval uh, until we reach the minimum. Uh, we do that three times. Similar for the B button, we're a rising tone, adding to from the minimum until we get to the maximum. Uh, and then this one is really simple, and I think it's the best sounding one. This is pressing A and B together, I looped through 100 times of picking a random value somewhere between that minimum and maximum and playing it for a 16th note beat. And I also play one frame of this can sparkle animation. Uh, and so in doing that, you can see here in the simulator, we get uh, some nice little random flashing. And I'll play it one more time from the, uh, from the overhead here, just because I love that one so much. And I'll say once my mic is back on. And it's never going to be the same way twice. Uh, so that is a way that you can create some really cool spacey sci-fi sound effects right inside of Make Code for the Circuit Playground Express. And that is your Make Code Minute. All right. Uh, so next up... Uh, I've got a slight um, variation on my usual game pick of the week. So it's the arcade game pick of the week. But actually, first I wanted to make an announcement, which is there's going to be another game jam. So if you uh, take a look here uh, at the Make Code forum, this is at forum.makecode.com, in the announcements uh, tag in the arcade section, we see that uh, Richard from the MakeCode team has announced that there's going to be a game jam. This is the third one, I believe. Oh, fourth one, actually. Uh, these are done over on itch.io, uh, which is sort of an indie game site. And uh, this is going to be a contest for creating a game with the prompt of traffic. So you can interpret that any way you like. Clearly, there's an automotive uh, traffic uh, theme being hinted at here. And uh, they have included some little thumbnails of some uh, existing car-based games you can see there. Um, this is going to be going, I believe, starting this coming Monday, the 14th, September 14th, until October 5th. So you have that amount of time to create and submit a game to the contest. So go check that out for uh, details. There's a link in this forum post to the Game Jam page. And uh, one of the things, when I, when I looked at this post, I saw this middle game here, this driving game, and I don't think I'd seen this before, so I clicked on uh, a little link that talked about it. This is something that Mikkel Moskal of the uh, R&D uh, group at Microsoft in the Make Code team created, and it's just called Road. Not very playable, but gets the idea of how to draw a road. Uh, and then there's some further discussion about how this is uh, similar in some ways, Richard posts, to something called Mode 7, on the Super Nintendo, which was a uh, hardware, I think it was a hardware-based solution to allowing uh, sort of a tilting rotation of a background as well as scaling that gives you this sort of pseudo 3D effect. And if you look here at, uh, let, me, let me restart this session here, if you look at where that link takes you, you get this little car game. It actually is pretty playable. Uh, so you're using your left and right arrows to adjust 
the uh, sort of fake rotation effect uh, of the screen as well as aiming your little car there. And each sort of scan line of this um, game as it comes down is being transformed. So it's scaling, squishing down pixels uh, and skewing them and, and moving them left to right at different uh, rates so they, they can do things like flow. Uh, the code is in JavaScript, so if you want to click on edit code, you can take a look at this and get a little better, better idea of how it works. Um, and uh, really impressive and a, and a kind of a cool launching off point for making your own game uh, and maybe adjusting those, uh, that code and those graphics if you like. So uh, that is my Make Code Arcade Game Pick of the Week. It is the arcade traffic jam that'll be coming up as well as this really interesting uh, sort of code exercise uh, on making a road. And that is your Make Code Arcade Game Pick of the Week. Really impressive, very cool. Um, all right, so let's see. I'm going to check back in with our Discord, and I can pop that up here, see what's happening there. Uh, do you need drivers for that? Uh, no, you don't. So that is all, um, I believe that is all in code, so I don't think there's any extra extensions. It's a good question, actually. Let's, let's look for a quick second, since I didn't look uh, too closely. If we Let's go back to this Chrome capture here. And one way you can check on extensions in an existing bit of MakeCode code is to uh, go to the JavaScript window, not in the blocks, but in the JavaScript side of things. And this one's only in JavaScript. Uh, there's this Explorer, which you can open. And if we open this up in this case and scroll down, uh, you will see any extensions that have been added will have a... Um, a trash can next to them. Now, this is a readme file, so that's not, not an extension. But if there are, if it, let's say there was a road extension, you would see it in here. So that's one way to find out. Um, so that's the answer. It turns out the question was a joke, uh, as, uh, as we now learn. All right, Andy Calloway, very funny. Um, I get it. Drivers, the puns. Ah, oh, man. I totally hook, line, and sinkered on that one. I give a very serious answer, though. Come on. Uh, okay, so let's see. At this point, what I'd like to do is talk about our project of the week. So, um, for uh, you may have seen me mention this yesterday on the uh, show and tell, but given that I have a general awareness of time, uh, but often not a very specific one, I am generally aware that Halloween is coming. Uh, in fact, we just put orange lights up on our porch because we're we're wanting to usher real autumn in and get rid of this um, fire and smoke and heat that we have right now. Uh, so, but what about knowing specifically when Halloween is coming? How much time do I have to build that costume or that mask or get, you know, a cute little outfit for Lars there? I don't know, but now I do because I have, if we switch over to this camera here, a lovely countdown timer. Uh, let's head to, let me do a bench cam overhead and I'll head over here. Again, I apologize. These LED matrix um, displays are at a frequency that my cameras like to flicker on. So you'll see a little flickering there on camera that's not actually happening in real life. So uh, what we'll see here is that I've got some uh, little custom graphics I made, and it's going to loop through. So here's the beginning. We get this cool jack-o'-lantern, and then it tells us it's 51 days, ghost, and three hours. So 
we decided that 5 p.m. was when Halloween starts. I don't know if that's a standard, but Melissa came up with that, and it sounds plausible to me. That's uh, probably the earliest uh, trick-or-treating hour you can, you can get away with. Uh, and so what this does is this is a countdown timer that we can enter in the uh, day and hour of an event and in software inside of CircuitPython code. And then this uh, is using Wi-Fi. So I've got my trusty uh, Metro M4 airlift there. Uh, and it's using that Wi-Fi to get online, check the time on Adafruit.io to sync up the clock on here so that we're always uh, pretty accurate. The, the time can drift based on internal uh, clock on these, but we, we don't worry about battery. We don't worry about a real-time clock. We just check using Wi-Fi up on Adafruit.io to know the time. And then it does the math to tell us how many days, hours, and minutes it is until the event. Um, these are bitmap graphics. So you'll see I've got BMPs. This is a font. This is using a 12-point aerial. And so I've got this mix going back and forth of uh, type that is derived from that uh, uh, Adafruit.io clock and, and the math that's done to find out the time uh, and these bitmap graphics. So a couple of things that I've learned using, uh, using this, depending on how many pixels you throw at the screen, you can really uh, vary the current draw of the display. Makes sense. So when you're using white, you're actually lighting up three diodes, the red, the green, and the blue diode. Um, so I didn't want to draw too much current and start getting flickering if my power supply is sagging. I actually, for, for demo purposes right now, you can see I've got a 10 amp supply here. So I'm good. I could light the whole thing up right now and, and should be fine. Um, but uh, I actually dimmed those graphics. And what I wanted to do is show you a little bit of uh, what these graphics look like and how I'm dealing with uh, the power consumption so that you can tune your displays. In fact, if you wanted to run this off of, let's say, a 2.5 amp, supply, then you might make more of just the outline of the ghost or a solid single color rather than a mix. Um, so you can, you can go bright with one color, you can go dim with three and get a whitish. Uh, there's some different strategies that I've been coming up with as I work with these displays. So what I'm going to do right now is let's um, unplug power and I'm going to bring this back over to my workbench. And let's take a look at the code and the graphics that we're running on there. So, excuse me. Um, first of all, how about the code? I'm going to pop open an Atom uh, view here. And I'll take a look at this code. So this is using the uh, matrix portal. So this is our kind of all-in-one um, one-stop shop for dealing with uh, some of the data requests online as well as getting connected onto the network and running the display. So it's really tailored for this type of project and, and uh, makes a lot of things easier. If you want to know the details of how it works, you can look into some of the Matrix Portal libraries. Um, and then I've got a Terminal I.O. font on here. I actually don't think we're using that. I could probably get rid of that because I think we're using Arial now uh, using the bitmap font. Is that right? Uh, actually, I'm not sure. This might be using Terminal I.O. at the moment. Uh, I think we're importing the font, but we might, might not be using it. Uh, importing the board for some uh, pin definitions and uh, time so that we can uh, hold on a frame for a certain number of seconds. So here at the top, we've got these variables that tell uh, we enter in. So it's uh, the year, month, day of Halloween and the hour. Uh, this is in 24-hour time, the hour that the event starts and what minute. 
Uh, then I've got a frame duration variable, and so this is what has it holding for three seconds on uh, each of those graphics and words. And then we have a list of frames, and so this is kind of a nice way to do this uh, by creating this uh, list. We can just use some nice clear names as well as uh, the names of those text elements so that they can be uh, arranged the way you want. So I'm not having to name my, my bitmap files 010203. I can give them descriptive names. And if I wanted the ghost first, I could just change this name here. Oops, not short. Ghost. There we go. Uh, and, uh, and so on. So let's put that back to Jack. The uh, image when the event arrives is one that we're not cycling through until we finally get there. So I'll show you that one, uh, the Happy Halloween BMP. It's nothing... Nothing crazy, but uh, it does the job. And uh, then we also have the variable for synchronizing the clock, which we're setting to true. The um, matrix portal uh, object is imported. Uh, we set the current frame to none at the beginning. And then we create this line of text, uh, which is the um, uh, using the add text um, label inside of matrix portal. Uh, and then we're setting the time until the event. So this is the, uh, the function that will be used to figure out based on what time it is currently and what time the event is supposed to, to start, uh, how many seconds, minutes, hours, days we have remaining. Uh, and here's the math that derives all of those numbers for us. Uh, and then this is the formatting of those days, hours, and minutes that we show. Uh, the text is set, the background is set to black. There's a function here for setting the next frame, and this is what goes through that list of frames that we had set up at the beginning. Uh, and then uh, the uh, countdown uh, internally, the clock is set to a start time, and then we can compare against the frame duration, the three seconds, to see uh, when it's time to update in a way that's not blocking. Uh, that's how this time monotonic is useful here. And then the main loop of it simply just sets the next frame and sleeps, so it just continuously goes through that. Um, so let's take a look. If I pop up a, uh, let's see, screen capture here, I've got of a Photoshop session. We'll take a look at some of these graphics that we're using. Bring up my Photoshop here. So you can see these are uh, 128 by 32 pixel, and I'm just working at that size. I find that easier than trying to work uh, large and scale down just with this few pixels. You kind of want to hand tune each one of them. Um, and you will sometimes notice that I'm actually not working in, in a restricted color palette here in Photoshop, which I should be doing because uh, we have, I believe it's a two-bit uh, color palette right now available for memory consumption on the, on the matrix portal. So uh, you sometimes see some differences in colors and uh, you can either live with them or make, make adjustments by eye until you like them, or you could work inside of a, a restricted palette inside of your image editor. Uh, so this is my jack-o'-lantern. Uh, here are my bats. That's the, the real size of them, but I'll zoom up into a, there we go, something that we can see a little better. Uh, here is the ghost. So you'll, you'll notice here um, the pixels, if I, if I eyedropper those and look at them, uh, I'm looking at a display you can't see right now, but it's telling me this is essentially a 58%. Uh, so it's, it's almost like a half gray. Uh, it's about 60% gray. Um, in 
uh, initially I had this as pure white and if I had a four amp or a two and a half amp supply, I saw some flickering. So when you're working with this kind of a display, if you see it starting to flicker, often that's a sign that you're just drawing more current than your power supply can give you. So um, I went and dimmed some of these colors and uh, things worked out well. Uh, here's my happy Halloween. This is, this is gonna be the, whoops, let me zoom into there again. Uh, this is gonna be my happy Halloween sign at the end with this kind of funky little one tooth pumpkin. It's not a lot of pixels to work with, but uh, maybe I'll come up with something a little more exciting than that. Um, but I decided uh, for this, rather than using a font and trying to hand tune sizes and positions of them, it's easier just to make a bitmap. And you could do that in, in uh, many cases rather than uh, generating text if you have just one message to throw up there. Uh, and the same is true with our uh, until Halloween. So that's where I started with that and then generated that. Uh, so those are the graphics that are used. Um, and I can uh, plug this one. Let's see, do I have, yeah, I've got a, actually I've got a four amp supply here. So let's see if I plug this in, uh, you should see, let me go to a full screen. Uh, you should see when it gets to that ghost. So it's actually gonna hold here for a minute while it jumps online. So right now it's trying to get online. Um, if I bring up my Atom editor, let's show that, uh, and open up a serial port. And thank you for Todd in the comments the other day who said that when you are um, using screen on a USB channel, uh, you don't actually need a um, to set the baud rate. I do need to be plugged into a USB cable, however. I'm only plugged into power right now, so that's not gonna show up. Uh, so let's plug that in. Let's see if it finds it. It could take a second to, there we go. Uh, so that, you can see it's already running. Um, and there's a, a bit of feedback it's giving us as it runs through these right now, setting the background, replacing the text, so you can, can kind of watch that uh, debug stuff. Uh, and it looks like it's actually surviving that pure white, but just for kicks, what I'll do uh, is I'm gonna open up Photoshop again. Let me and you know what, I'll just take my, uh, how about this until Halloween, and uh, I'm gonna open I'm actually gonna open this directly off of my CircuitPython drive, and that allows me to uh, just change that image. So let's take uh, the jack-o'-lantern, let's say, since that one comes up first. I'm gonna open that, and I'm just gonna fill this thing with white. Uh, how about the background with white? That should, that should do it. Um, so let's get... All right, I'm gonna save that. And what that should do is immediately relaunch. And look at that, it does not want to show that screen. It is too many pixels, it's too, too much. Uh, it actually should, if it didn't sag the, the microcontroller, it should try to continue. Um, but it may have just been so much power that it, that it can't, uh, can't survive that. So um, if you plugged it into my 10 amp supply, it might work on that, but I just wanted to show that. That's an example of what'll happen uh, if you have too much, too many pixels on screen. So I'll undo that, hit save again. It's gonna resave uh, that to the microcontroller and uh, I'm gonna restart and it should get uh, 
get back to a successful... Oh, look, I've, I've made it angry. What have I done? I may, have, I may have also corrupted the file. You actually probably shouldn't save directly to the CircuitPython drive out of Photoshop. I'm not sure how safely it saves. Better to go to disk first and then drag it. Uh, but there it is. It's back and it's happy. So uh, that's just a little tip on troubleshooting when you see, uh, see pixels uh, showing up sort of noisily. And sometimes you'll see the, the image as intended, but a few lines will get uh, fuzzed out on you. All right. Um, so that is our Halloween display. Uh, so what did I say? We got 51 days, 30 minutes. Uh, how many hours? Let's, let's let it run through one more time. Until Halloween, we have got... I can also set that uh, faster. So uh, 51 days. And three hours. Bats. And 29 minutes. All right, well, get hopping, would you? Uh, so, uh, of course, you can repurpose this project for other types of countdowns. I'm going to uh, do, I think, at least one other uh, voting one coming up sometime uh, soon-ish to remind you when to go vote for whichever election you want to enter into your uh, device. Uh, and I'll be uh, getting a guide together for this soon, so you'll be able to go build your own. I'll include all those graphics, and then, of course, you can, you can make your own or find graphics uh, online and, and uh, set them to the proper size and format, and off you go. Uh, so let's see. I believe that is it. Uh, thank you again for stopping by. I'll be hanging out in the Discord chat for a little while. If you've got thoughts and comments, um, I'll poke my head in there now. And, uh, oh, there's my microphone again. Sorry, I was using gaffer's tape to hold that to my shirt, and that's old tape. Uh, there we go. We're back. Uh, so that's it. Thank you so much for stopping by, and uh, I will see you next week on Tuesday with my JP's Product Pick of the Week show, and uh, then again on Thursday with John Park's workshop. For Adafruit Industries, I'm John Park, and I will see you. Bye-bye. <laughs>